We love D&Co, the leading clothing and lifestyle brand for sizes 14 to 32. They offer a range of brands through the Dia shop, as well as personalized shopping experiences through a curated Dia style box subscription. You can shop all of our favorite looks through the link in our TikTok and Instagram bios. And use code SWIPEFAT to get 30% off your first order. For more information, go to dia.com slash SWIPEFAT. I'm still so good. He texted asking where that song is from. Yeah. Um, what is like, going on with your love life? Why are these guys just looping back in? I don't know. It is like literal story of yeah. my, like everyone's lives. I think yeah. they yeah. just like, they always have to come back around in the most inopportune times too. Like, <laughs> I feel like they know that you met someone else and they're like, oh, I'm going to come back in. I'm going to do a little rabbit hop back in. Also, listen to an episode of the podcast. You guys are pretty funny. Just pretty funny. Like, that's like a half-assed compliment. Why couldn't you just say, you guys are funny? I really enjoyed it. Why why the pretty? Why do you have to, like, qualify it? But it's like he's doing a lot of work. Like, you're listening to the podcast. You're doing, Uh you're putting an effort, bro by the way effort yeah by the way this is swipe fat I'm Nikki (laughs) I'm Alex (laughs) got right into it because Nikki was texting me right before this about a guy (laughs) she dated over the winter because it wasn't even yeah yeah no it was winter I went on two what two dates with him yeah and he was like I'm moving to a cabin yeah (laughs) yeah he was like "Ah, we want two different lives I'm like you're right we do (laughs) yeah and you were like cool I want to stay in my apartment in the city forever and ever yeah let's cut this off now but now he's like I'm gonna loop back in boomerang it's a boomerang and I don't like it yeah it's not a cool it's not a good look I and I think like (laughs) usually if you're boomeranging back in it's not gonna end well like why are we boomeranging like it didn't end well the first time so what changed now this is my own from my own personal experience this has happened to me twice where I'm like yeah yeah let's try this again and (laughs) fell on my face two times in a row why am I giving you another opportunity I'm not gonna respond there you're not gonna respond I mean, what do I say? You heard it on Madagascar 3. I think that's where he heard the song. I'm not really sure. Yeah, that was his like, he's like, oh, so what What song is your intro? How do I know that? And you're like, well, now you just convinced me that I definitely don't want to date you since it's from Madagascar. <laughs> the cartoon. And, and I had no clue about the song until you uh, I heard, it to well, me. I, heard, <laughs> I had no, I've never seen the sh- movie. I just oh. saw, it got, um, it was put on my like Spotify um mm. discover weekly or something and I was like squeeze me this is perfection <laughs> <laughs> um my friend who uh has kids messaged me and she was like I can't believe you used this song from Madagascar that's so funny she's like it is kind of body positive it's all about like a hippo who falls in love with like um not- I think like a zebra or something I don't know I was like it's not oh, just kind of body positive it's very body positive <laughs> it's very body positive <laughs> I was like, well, that's a great message for kids to learn. Yeah. All shapes and sizes can love all shapes and sizes. 
anyway <laughs> anyway anyway taco boy need to go <laughs> bye bye it's, he's I, like I, oh yeah it's mercury retrograde nikki they're yeah. like all if anyone is listening to this and g- your exes are coming back around it's because of mercury retrograde and it's usually because they're bored or mm-hmm. they are like looking for i don't know validation exactly <laughs> I yeah. don't know what this guy needs validation of from your two dates. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, they were just, they were random dates. I never even slept with them. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, they sounded like good dates. Yeah. They were, they were good. So, yeah. um, whatever. Well, apparently, they were very good. So, I'm so excited because today we're going to talk to Natalie, your girl crush. My girl crush. Natalie means nice on Instagram. Um, I've been following her for a while and, mm-hmm. I just think she's so pretty and so nice and fun. This is ex- like a hundred percent true. You are texting me always being like, did you see Natalie did this? Yeah. She's my Instagram person. I know. Um, yeah. I just think she's cool. I feel and like I- Rosie, Rosie was like mine, like that. I was like basically freaking it. This is yours. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Rosie too. I, um, no, I'm I actually, not saying you don't. I actually think I found Rosie through Natalie. Hmm. But yeah, so when she reposted our HuffPo article, it was so exciting. And I've wanted to figure out a way to get her on. And then I DM'd her and she was like, I'd love to come on. So I'm so excited about that, that we'll have her on soon. Me too. Me too. It'll be a good episode. But, 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 first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got some news to share? I yeah. asked for a book report. Um, oh, you did. I don't need a book report, but I, I need a little like I need um I need a a summary. What were those What were those summaries you could buy in uh, Oh yeah, Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. I need a Cliff yeah, Notes version. You need a Cliff Notes version of my weekend. Last we left off, <laughs> <laughs> I Alex was going to meet a man that she met on the internet, um, and he drove fifty. What happened? A thousand miles to come meet her. <laughs> last mm-hmm. weekend um it was really good which yeah yeah which is kind of honestly like a bummer <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like you go into it and you're like okay there's either two scenarios and mm-hmm. one is that it sucks and then you move on with your life and then the other is that it's awesome and then you have to like figure out what comes next and so uh we're figuring out what comes next okay. I guess um I will say that I have never met a guy or been with a guy who is so like vocal about how like pretty I am, you know, like, and really into me. I don't know. Like it was really refreshing. Like it made me, me, yeah, it made me very confident. But Um, not in a weird way. Like it was like, it was okay. Like in a, you know, like I put on a workout outfit. He's like, oh my God, you look so good today. Like, okay. I'm like literally in leggings, but okay. That's nice. You know, we went out for dinner and I had on this outfit and he was like, oh my God, you're so hot. Like, you know, like nice stuff. It wasn't like weird Mm -hmm. stuff. Like, um, I really love your fupa. (laughs) Oh my God. You know what I mean? It's not like weird yeah. shit or like yeah, while yeah. you're having <laughs> while you're having sex being like, oh little fat women, like that one guy <laughs> that I yeah. had sex with. Um 
So it was very like normal, nice stuff, but I've never really been in relationships where that's been a thing. And it was nice. It made me very self-confident. Like I was very comfortable being uh, Mm. naked Mm -hmm. and myself. So you got naked with him? Whoops. (laughs) 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 That slipped out. Uh, I mean, good. It's been a while. Yes. He slept over. So yeah um and then he had to leave and I was very sad and um so yeah I guess like I said we're gonna we'll figure it out um I don't know what that looks like yet I that's the sucky part like you live really far away Mm -hmm. How, how do you figure this out now and and two it's like um like you know you like someone enough to get to know them more mm-hmm right so you're like okay well if you were around the corner this would be like easy breezy yeah I'd like, see you tomorrow I'd see you tomorrow you you'd probably be here all week you know now it's mm-hmm. like when when do I get to see you again yeah two weeks from now three weeks from now and then do you lose momentum I don't know I don't think you lose momentum yeah. because you talked you didn't see each other and you talked for so long before you met in person I think that would continue and like things would just keep building right I don't know that's in my head I don't really know I'm not an expert (laughs) yeah I'm not either so do you have any advice for me um I think the only advice that I gave you because we had a very long conversation yesterday (laughs) and um I think my only advice would be like before you exit the Mm -hmm. like he leaves to just have a conversation about what you want to do We've already made a pact to do that. Okay, good. Then I think, then you'll be fine. (laughs) Okay. Just have fun. I mean, just act like you're on a normal date. How was it getting dressed while he stayed in your house? Like you, like, that's a very intimate thing there. He's seen him seeing you get ready and stuff your first weekend meeting. How was that? Yeah, it really, it didn't bother me. Didn't bother you? He didn't like make fun of how long. Well, you know what? You you take a really short time to get ready, so never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he takes an even shorter amount of time. <laughs> well, most guys do. <laughs> um, yeah, I no, it didn't bother me at all. Okay, okay. but I think I think that literally has to do with um, like how vocal he was about mm. how much he was he liked you. Yeah which was nice. It's very like, you know, confirming okay. of that. So it didn't feel weird at all. Yeah. I'm trying to think. No, I mean, uh, I, I think I was self-conscious about my skincare routine at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, should I just like put, should I not do all seven steps? Maybe we should just do three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think that stuff also like, uh, um, a person being in your house and, um, like I don't know that that to me is a little bit more weird I like when a person feels comfortable enough to just like you know chill in another room no just like walk in and like do what they want to do in my house you know like yeah if he wants a glass of water to not like ask for it like if he wants he can just have it like I do yeah like I think most of my friends do and Uh um that to me makes me like you know if I'm really comfortable with someone that Mm -hmm. should be how it is right away right yeah. Like um, the last guy I dated, I remember like being in his place and being like, I'm just going to stand in a corner because this isn't mine, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like I felt I never felt like truly comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I think we felt comfortable with each other pretty immediately. Good. I like that. I'm happy for you. Us uncle. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm nervous about like what comes next, I guess. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll I be do. Good. Part of me, um, I have two two thought processes going on in my head at all times now. And one is, um, it'll be fine. It'll figure, it'll all figure it itself out. And then the other one is, um, did I just put myself in line to get truly like my heart shattered? Um, did Mm. I just set myself up for disappointment? You know? Um, Mm -hmm. so that's, that is the constant run through that's going through my brain. Um, all day let's go with the first one yeah I think I'm solidly in in that state of mind right now but uh every few (laughs) every two or three hours it's like it'll creep back in (laughs) (laughs) but let's let's you know focus on the first Mm -hmm. my therapist would tell you to do that yeah I think I had enough um I had enough of a pity party on on Sunday and Monday, so I think I'm, I think I'm better now. Yeah. It's just a lot. I think, like, it's so much more emotionally than you think it's going to be, like, Mm -hmm. someone who isn't here, but you talk with all the time. I think, like, in my brain, I had compartmentalized it enough that I was like, it's not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. And then when he left, I was like, oh, no, that was a big deal. Yeah, are you saying I should cancel no <laughs> okay that's fine I'm not <laughs> I thought I, about the, it the anticipation <laughs> is fucking wild I was jumping out of my skin how do you focus is my question like I could not focus all week I have a bunch of physical tasks I'm doing okay that's good for work I've uh you know I'm doing a bunch of um, manual labor so that's good it's just the like I want it to happen. I want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, can't you just be here already? Like, I want it yeah. to happen. Yeah, I feel that too. Yeah. But then when it's over, you're like, I think that's the problem. It's like going on a really amazing vacation. And then when you come home being like, I'm, I was at my highest of highs and now I'm at my lowest of lows. Mm-hmm. I think that's so I guess just prepare yourself. <laughs> it's good. I have a therapy appointment on uh, the day after he leaves. Okay, good. So I'll be fine. Obviously you can call me. I'll call you, but I'll talk to her at 9 a.m. and then you after. Okay. Okay. <laughs> or maybe I'll call you after he leaves. Yeah, I think that'll yeah. probably, probably be I know. That'll, yeah, yeah. Because I talk everything out. It's fine. Well, I know. I need like a day to figure out how I feel. Yeah, I know. I texted him when I didn't hear from you after your guy got there. I was like, she's murdered. She's murdered. He goes, no, she's having a good time. Let her be. <laughs> I know my wait this is actually funny my sister was texting me on Saturday being like I feel like we should have put a, a plan in place like I don't know where you are and um are you okay and I was like mm-hmm. yeah I think I we were together so obviously I was like trying to be covert and I think I just said like yeah he's a good guy and she like she was like wait is this you <laughs> You would, you would like never say that. Like, what does a good guy mean? What's a good guy? She was like freaking out and wouldn't stop texting me. So I was like, sorry. It's just like my sister won't stop 
<laughs> she wants to make sure I'm okay. And he's like, just tell her we're having a good time. And I was like, I know, I don't know. I said you're a good guy. Like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I'm alive. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, wait, this is actually really cute. Before, so he knew I was really nervous about him, like not being, I, not not being him, but I don't know. I've had bad experiences in the past with people I've met. Um, not on like Instagram, but another anyway so I was a little anxious and he was like um he's been doing handyman stuff and like they have to leave reviews for him so he's like sending me his like website with like all of his reviews he's like see I'm like reliable (laughs) just because you're reliable and punctual doesn't mean you're not gonna kill me yeah (laughs) but I thought it was was really cute that is cute that's cute he has a five-star rating guys Okay, well, we'll hire him. I need some work around my house. Can we? I mean, then he can come back. Yeah, I need some. My fans are clicking. Can he fix those? He was wow. trying to fix all this stuff in my apartment. I was like, maybe we just, we'll just. Wait, maybe we just have sex. <laughs> let's not, you let's fix, not fix anything anymore. I know. <laughs> it's like, uh, the sink's gotta, gotta drain this sink. I was like, that's, I feel like that's not a sexy one. No, um let's train that's a not, different pipe that's not part of the fantasy <laughs> train mm-hmm. a different pipe. like if you made me some furniture that would be hot but not yeah. I don't need you to drain my sink yeah <laughs> oh hi. hi okay I think I got it yeah Yay. you're so prompt and punctual I know oh. you see y'all here a few minutes early too <laughs> oh, yeah we were uh just chatting about um Alex uh, met a guy this past weekend. He came and visited her. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So we this is this is a new guy or a guy yeah. we know already. No new guy, new guy. Oh, was yeah. it was it a good time? Yeah, we had a good time. Um, so now I'm in my feelings. You know. Oh my god, I was gonna ask how is the how is the after trip been? Yeah, that's a whole, a whole other stage of all of it. It really is. I feel I call Nikki like bawling. Oh my god. Well, I guess we're all in our feelings, huh? <laughs> By the way, guys, this other voice is Natalie. Natalie's nice on Instagram. Yeah, hi, everybody. It's, yeah, instead of just doing a formal intro, we'll just, you you doorbelled in. Why not? Let's just start. <laughs> Even a few minutes early for my little ADD brain, that's actually really good. So <laughs> no, that's good. I'm I love it. Well, thank How you so much you? for having me. I'm so happy to to be a part of this. Thank you for asking me to be on. Of course. I was so yeah, excited. We're so excited. When you Sorry. posted our Instagram, or, or not our Instagram, our um, our HuffPo article, I like oh, immediately, yeah. immediately texted Alex. I was like, "Oh my god, Natalie just reposted it," <laughs> because like you're like my Instagram crush, 100%. like you know, like what an honor. Hundred <laughs> percent. When she told me that, I was like, "Oh my god, are you like dying right now?" <laughs> Well, so. the pleasure is all mine I promise yeah. not to make it weird or anything <laughs> no please make it weird completely <laughs> oh questions you posted that you're queer do you identify yeah. in any certain way or she like, her she her okay yeah and then no we're really excited because people on our Facebook group have asked like they're like we need somebody queer on like oh, right. more. Okay, and we, cool. we've had Shay what is it Cheyenne um she's wrote wrote a bunch of articles but we only talked to her about dating apps we didn't talk to her like she's you know she identifies as a bl- uh, fat black femme so we never talked oh, cool. to her about any of that but everybody's like we need we need another point of view we're like yeah. you got it we got oh, it I'm so we're happy to do that to, like we're white, white hetero <laughs> boys yeah. 
Yeah, like, sorry, we just have boy drama. <laughs> uh, the the unfortunate act of only being heteros. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we wish, like, yeah. we wish, that's like, so that's much. That's my friend Katana, Katana Fatal yeah. from, mm-hmm. you, you know, Katana. Yeah. She's just like, she described herself as a long time as unfortunately heterosexual. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. unfortunate, like... I don't, I don't know if it would be easier, but there would be more options of this, you know, to pick. No, I'm going to say it's not any easier. And if anything, you just get rejected by more kinds of people. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Great. Love that. Love that. There's no hope anywhere. So I'm just going to (laughs) say. Great. So have you always been fat? Always. Um, well, pardon. Um, I suddenly uh, started becoming fat um, around age nine when I started my period. I started my period very young. Um, and as soon as I hit puberty, it just skyrocketed from there. I was actually very, very skinny, very, very um, l- lanky and gangly as my mom would call it. Um, and then period came and then everything changed. And little do we know, you know, 20 something years later that PCOS and I've had PCOS my whole life so me too yeah yeah and then just just you know no matter how much I worked out I was an athlete I was in marching band I was in every dance and choir and musical theater everything you can think of and for some reason I'm still fatter than everybody else Mm -hmm. and um doctors just told my mom I must be must be doing something that she didn't know about or it is all on my fault instead of actually checking and seeing if there was anything going on, you know? She was giving you caloric beverages. That was the issue. (laughs) That was it. Yeah. On purpose. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh Yeah. Yeah. That's what they told my mom. (laughs) (laughs) You got to cut out the juice and soda. She's like, she drinks water. Exactly. And then my, I grew up with like diet Coke in the house. I grew up with a a mom also with, you know, body Mm -hmm. image things. And, you know, so I was no stranger to being on diets from uh, an extremely young age and diet foods and diet culture was, has always been a part of my life. Same for us. I mean, I like my dad even is like real bad about his body image too. So I feel like it's just really, yeah. We'll still go out and my sister and I get so annoyed by this, but he'll always be like, um, oh man, I'm so hungry. I shouldn't be hungry, but I'm so hungry. And I'm like, you ate like nine hours ago. So yeah, I think it makes sense that you're hungry. Yeah. You're a human being. Maybe you yeah. should eat every once in a while. I know. He'll be like, oh you're man, not a robot. I, I kind of, I want a burger, but I don't know that. So, and it's like, well, what did you have for lunch? A salad? Like you're fine. Like, and also if you had a burger oh for lunch, gosh. who cares? Like exactly. And my dad's vegan. And so mm-hmm. vegan and very health conscious. And so that wasn't until a little later in life. And so as a fat adult and having a fat mom, then having a dad who's extremely health conscious was very strange. Luckily I was out of the house by the time he became vegan. Mm. I was just coming in and out visiting from college and stuff. And, oh, I think people absolutely forget that men have intense body issues as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. And not just about height. Like I I think we all know that's. Absolutely. Like not only masculine like masculinity things, but also to uh, fat phobia for sure affects men. Yeah. yeah. So dating. Yes. Yes. Let's, let's hop into it. Got a little bit of that in my life. Yeah. 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 D- when did you start your dating journey? Okay. So high school, so middle school and high school, Natalie never had a single date, had a single boy interested, was never a thing, never held hands, never nothing 
um, went off to college, came into my own a little bit, a little bit more than I did in high school. Um, I come from a very, very small town at the time, 5,000 people in my hometown, and then went to a university that was much bigger and a much more um, like liberal city. The The school was liberal. It was just a completely ch- like change of pace and I really flourished. Um, and so I met my first boyfriend when I was 20, almost 21. Um, and that I started dating. I think we started dating in May and I turned 21 in July. Um, so that was my first boyfriend, uh, my first sexual experiences, you know, things like that. So I was definitely a late bloomer, not for lack of trying necessarily, but definitely a lack of interest. And if there ever was interest, I wasn't picking up on it. (laughs) Yeah. So that was my first relationship. We dated, uh, almost a year. Mm -hmm. Um, and not only was that my first one, but I had, I think I had waited my whole life for this, these magical feelings of love. And I had never experienced that before. Um, never experienced my, you know, my, my love being returned to me. And then that relationship ended in a really horrible, um, out of nowhere way. And then I found out he had been cheating on with me with somebody who I considered a very, very, very good friend at the time who, um, would tell me all the time that she just wishes she had what Matt and I had. And we were very close and I was only one there for her and so many things in her life. And she was just so envious. I I hope one day I find a love like Matt and you. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, they cheated on me with each other and then now they are married and have been married for a long time so what I guess I was the I was the foster home before the forever home I guess but but yeah so they've been married I would say a handful of years already but have been together since then since so for the last 12 12 years or so they've been together and good for them I know right that was hard and I think not only was that that breakup was traumatic for me I feel like it took me probably about a year to get over um it was so bad it was like the classic I would like collapse on my floor and my friends would have to come like scrape me off the floor and like make me eat and like help me like take care of myself because you know even at 21 years old I had never experienced anything like that before it felt like I was a little teenage girl Mm -hmm. who you know didn't know how to handle all of like this heartbreak and it was awful. Um, well, but, especially too, because you have like a friend. That oh, and I lost, and lost my friend too yeah. at the exact same time. And, and I, that was the first time, not only it was heartbreak, it was deceit. It was being cheated on. It was, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And of course he came back. Um, mm, I, I don't think this is something that's f- so funny. I say it out loud now, but I guess I've never connected the dots he came back and of course barked up my tree. And I thought that that meant that this was a couple months later. I thought that meant that he would want to be back together because naive Natalie, who had never gone through this before, little did I know, just trying to get in my pants, got in my pants and then, um, like never spoke to me again. And it just now dawned on me now that I'm saying this out loud, he cheated on her too, Yeah, back to mm-hmm. me and then went back to her, you know, and it's, Luckily, I've never been like a vengeful ex or anything like that because yeah. I like never made a big stink about it. But I just, yeah, that 
crushed me for a long time. And it wasn't until a couple of years later that I, I really started to try to like date again. And then that led my entire early twenties of a string of strings of, um, men using me, men, you know, me searching for validation in men. Cause I had never gone through this before. I was, I feel like I was learning at 22, 23, 24, what quote unquote, most girls learn at 15, 16, 17 yeah. about boys intentions and things like that. And, um, I thought it would be different because the men were a little older and they weren't teenagers, but that wasn't the case. And, you know, it was just, that was, that was the beginning of my, that was the foundation of my dating. And it's, I would say it's still something I talk about in therapy to this day. Yeah. That, I mean, that to me makes total sense. That's your foundation. That's really hard to then like build off of that. Exactly. And I feel like those are really formidable years too. It's college. It's when you're trying to come into yourself and then you think you find something and you're you're blissful and then everything gets ripped out from under you. Like, like I said, luckily I had amazing friends that took such good care of me at the time. Pardon. Yes. That was a tender notification. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. <laughs> but um I had amazing friends that helped take care of me and I'm still friends with so many of them to this day and we recall back of like you know everyone's not like how bad that was um and I feel like I've had much more should be more traumatic breakups since then um but that one being my first and everything just it has I think it'll always stick with me yeah I can't imagine I oh hate- and that, that I was even that. one of the more tame the tame, tame? Oh, question though was she also plus size yes okay smaller than me though smaller but, than but plus size okay yeah, and she still is to this day from I mean I can't even tell you last time I looked at her photos or anything like that. I think the last time I saw was probably their wedding photos and yeah was still plus size if anything maybe a little bit bigger but yeah it was yeah. but his and his girlfriend before me was but then I remember seeing photos of like his girlfriend before that and like the one he would talk about was like they were, you know, that was a really traumatic breakup for him. And she was not plus size and he was, and he is fat. Wait, yeah. so you said that's not the most traumatic. Can I ask no. what that was? Of course you can. Um, <laughs> okay. So the internet, if you've, if you've happened to be with me since Tumblr days, um, it was a guy I was dating and we dated for about a year um, during Tumblr. And I think early like Instagram as well. I'm not even early. This was my boy, or this was my boyfriend before Jeff, my long-term boyfriend that I was with. Um, I was very naive in that relationship too. I think I give people way more um, benefits of the doubt, credit, second, third, fourth chances. Um, these days, not so much, but then I really did. And I feel like love makes you do silly things and you think you're so in love. Um, with that one, he cheated on me multiple times throughout our relationship. Um, he, we were long distance. And so he was in Arizona, I was in Texas. And for being states apart, we actually saw each other pretty often. Um, I would fly there, he would fly to me. We would get to spend like probably a good week, week and a half every two months. Um, sometimes even a little bit longer and sometimes a little sooner. So it was, we saw each other a bunch and then obviously FaceTimed every day, talked all day, every day. He cheated on me multiple times and what I wasn't picking up at the time that I kind of realized towards the end was that he would only tell me because, 
the women let him know that they were going to tell me. And so I kind of didn't put that two and two together. And what also was kind of like interesting at the time as I was realizing as I made uh, larger and larger audiences on different platforms that other women knew who I was. Mm -hmm. And it also made me easy access for them, easy to come to come running into my messages, tell me about stuff. And so he cheated on me two times um, during the first about six months of our relationship. And then I remember it was the day before Christmas Eve or day before New Year's Eve. And I'm sitting on my best friend's couch and I get a message on um, no, I get a tag on Instagram saying I was tagged in a, a, a post. And I go and I look and it was also too, can we cuss on this? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so um, I see a picture of my boyfriend's dick. What? On a freshly made Instagram account that has selfies that he has sent me, uh, nudes that he had sent me, uh, screenshots of conversations that he and this person had and the caption to almost all of them were you need to know what your boyfriend's doing when you're not around so this woman had made this account what and a public account a public account mm -hmm, um instead of coming to me and letting me know about like hey i i like i am sleeping with your boyfriend yada yada she decides that she's angry at him because they had a one night stand, but of course he lied to her and made it seem like he was actually interested in her and he wasn't, he just wanted to get laid. And so she got really mad at him. And whenever, little did I know, this had been weeks, weeks of her obsessively calling him, going by his house, basically stalking him, she decided to go after me. And so the Instagram thing kept happening. Every time I would refresh, there'd be new pictures up on this Instagram with more and more just like hateful things pointed towards me about him and about our relationship. And, um, and then once I like kept blocking and kept blocking, then the email started dozens of emails. And then from there, phone calls started. So she started harassing me because she was angry at him. I don't understand why women do stuff like this. And I'm just like, I don't know why you're angry. And she was, you know, taking it out on him through me. Um, and, but when we got on the phone, because I was just like, I kept trying to ignore and block and ignore and block. And it would just come up. Like I'm talking 20 calls a day, like dozens of emails. We had a conversation and she basically was like, I, I want, to, I want to ruin his life. And that means I need to ruin yours as well, kind of thing. And so eventually, eventually after a couple of weeks, she stopped. And then right about that time is when I was supposed to go visit him. Mm-hmm. It was the end of January. Um, I was supposed to go see him and be there about through Valentine's day. Um, and I was like, I'm not coming to see you. You cheated on me again for the third time. And this one was really affected me. Mm-hmm. And so that turned in to him, of course, telling me everything I wanted to hear, all the sweet things, all of the, now that I know gaslighting, manipulative, narcissistic things. Um, And so I went and we had an amazing time. I was there for like a week and a half. I had a couple days left of the trip. It had been beautiful. 
he had just given me like that afternoon. Um, I had a couple of days left of the trip and that afternoon he hands me a gift and it was beautiful photos. My friend Jessica had taken of us. Um, he got them framed and all this kind of stuff and flowers and candy. And like, he wrote me like a love letter and it I was just like, okay, we're, we're going to be okay. And you know, the love letter telling me how like through his mistakes, he's realized he wants to be with only me. Um, and then we go to sleep later that night. This is maybe six hours later or so we're going to sleep and we're talking and he, I was just like, I don't want to go home. And he was like, I know, I don't want you to go either. And I said, like, I'm just scared to go home. And he was like, well, why are you scared? And I said, because I'm afraid you're going to cheat on me again. Like, I'm, I'm afraid of that. And I was like, I said, I remember it like it's yesterday. He goes, uh, I was like, you wouldn't do that though, because you love me so much and I love you and you wouldn't do that to me. And he was silent. Mm. And I was like, hello? Because <laughs> really next I was like, hello. And he was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, did you hear me? I was like, but you love me. So you wouldn't do that, right? And then the words come out of his mouth. I decided today I don't love you anymore. What? Okay. Out of this man's mouth. He just wrote you a fucking love letter. Just wrote me a love letter. Just confessed. I just like poured his heart out. We had been together for a week and a half. Like beautiful, wonderful time with his family, time with his friends, everything. Taking me to like everywhere. Like, you know, and of course, like having really awesome, amazing sex, like amazing conversation, all this kind of stuff. And then it's like it's seared into my brain. Um, I decided today I don't love you anymore. Did you just get out of the bed right then? I literally, I sat up and I was like, the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? And so at that moment, I was just, I was just reeling. And he was like, I just, I tried to make myself love you. And I don't love you. After everything that he had done. And after me not wanting to be with him and him begging and begging and getting me out of my home state to his house in his bed to then tell me that when I still have two days left on a trip so long story short I called my best one of my best friends that night the one that I was at his house or at her house whenever um the Instagram stuff started and it was like four in the morning or so uh Arizona time so it was bright and early in Texas and I told Crystal I was was sitting there I was like hey Crystal guess what uh guess what Rich did Guess, guess go ahead and just guess what he did and she was like oh my god what and then I tell her and she goes, put that motherfucker, put it on speaker, put it on speaker. And so I sat there with the speakerphone in my hand and she's just like, you piece of fucking shit. You don't even deserve to be in the same room as her. Like she went off on him. Um, and at this time I was super broke. Um, I didn't have money to change my flight. I didn't have money to come home early. And I was just like, what do I do? And luckily um, a friend, a very well-known person in the industry who I will not uh, put her name out there just because I don't know if it's something she would want people to know or whatever, but a very, very well-known person texted me. It, like I said, it was like four or 5 a.m. We would always talk that late because I'm a freako who doesn't sleep at night. And she was like, hey, are you up? And I was like, yeah, actually, uh, Rich just broke up with me and I'm still here for two more days. And within 10 minutes, she had me a flight home and she was like, do you need a taxi? Um, you're going to get out of there and you're like, I got you. Don't ever let money be a thing. 
And so I left that day and that man has since tried to come back into my life multiple times. No, and this, yeah. this literally seems to be the theme because literally when, before you came on, we were talking about boomeranging and how like all these men just keep like, that's a great term. I didn't even think about that term. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Had a guy boomerang back in recently. Well, if it makes anybody out there in the audience feel any better, um, that man that I just described, um, I let him back in again, uh, pretty recently in the last year, um, as we all did weird things in 2020. I know did the weirdest and guess what? You would never believe it. He cheated he again. Did it again. Weird. Wow. <laughs> he didn't cheat again, but he told me like, oh yeah, I can't do, I can't do this. Oh God. That's worse. <laughs> That's After disrupting my life again, years like seven years later. So what have we learned from this? I know. So we have learned that. <laughs> so we have learned we shouldn't do that. Yes. We have learned yeah, that they like- don't. <laughs> that there's a chance they don't change. Um, no, but really, like I am, and I am such a different human being, and in such a different place in my life. All these years later, I think it was very humbling. Um, I thought I had all my shit together. I thought that I was, I mean, not that I'm not, but I thought I was just like, no man's going to play me like that again. I'm not going to allow that. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten played more times this last year uh, than I have in like my entire twenties put together. And it was very humbling just to think that like, to be in such a place where I feel like I respect myself so much. I don't take shit from areas of my life at all and having to very much confront that for whatever reason I still allow men to give me shit and having to confront that and that's a huge thing I talk about in therapy are my um my attachments my validations that I I I search for um issues that stem back to childhood and my dad I mean like you know so many of us have and um yeah the moral of that story is they don't fucking change they don't change they don't I, and okay, so I, back- feel, I feel like the same way as you like, I had a guy boomerang back into my life like an ex and I was like yes yay like all my dreams are coming true yay yeah and um I think now I don't I don't like trust my intuition to, and it makes you, it makes you second guess yourself so much and oh. also to it's crazy what I will justify to myself. Like, I was just like, see, this is what it was all. We were just supposed to have time apart and we were supposed to like not be with each other. And like, we're supposed to be in different places in our lives and see, I got uh, the pattern popped up and said this thing in my horoscope. And like, Mm -hmm. it was very foreshadowing of this. And then I saw this tarot reading on TikTok, and it was like really pointed towards this being the right thing. Yes. It is amazing (laughs) how we will justify these things to ourselves. I know. I know I was definitely doing that I was like oh well he just needed time to realize that I was like the one exactly what what are you talking about (laughs) I know and then it makes me think I'm like okay well I understand that you ain't shit mister I get that Mm -hmm. but why am I allowing this and why am I in the moment okay with this and why even after a proven track record of, of behavior why am I allowing that back in and it had me confront a lot of things I have about self-worth and, you know, um, like I said, like attachment styles and how, and how, like, I just 
especially was very raw after my five-year um, relationship ended. And I think that this person felt comfortable because I had dated them before. And, you know, we were in a very weird state in the world where I didn't want new people to come in. This was somebody that I trusted and, yeah. you know, and I guess like, it doesn't, doesn't matter pandemic or not, they don't change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, so that's interesting. You're talking about the attachment, um, styles I actually was just talking about this with someone today um like are you talking about that attachment theory like yeah like anxious attached yes. avoidant attached yeah love anxious and yeah. uh, avoidant yeah absolutely okay oh um, yeah and I, I, I never do a whole episode it. about it oh it's so, it makes so much sense now I didn't even know about it until probably about this last year now that I know more and more about it I absolutely I, I can textbook see my my behaviors and why I acted a certain way and that it aligns with being anxious attached within other situations the partner was anxious attached and I was avoidant and oh yeah like it's it makes so much sense so I did like the test online it told me Uh and I was like bullshit and then (laughs) I wanted to I wanted more information and you had to pay and I was like it's wrong anyways I'm not avoidant that's a sign I'm I'm not yeah Yeah. exactly I would never right I would never I like how you're Nikki's like I'm not avoidant and I'm definitely going to avoid thinking about this moving forward I'm avoid paying for this and it is just not true no, I'm, one, I'm 100 have um, an avoidant attachment style and uh yeah and, and you know what I'm learning is that even knowing about it pretty intensely it doesn't stop me from doing it but at least I can recognize when I'm doing it now <laughs> I think that that's part of getting through it. And like, at least you can acknowledge like right. what you're doing. That's, that's better than not knowing. Oh yeah. And being clueless and not understand, just literally not being able to name, name the feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but that might be kind of a, a good segue to talk about my most recent. And oh yes. We had lots of questions about your sweetheart. They wanted some sweetheart, sweetheart updates. Um, well, to tie in the anxious attached and everything, um, just to say overarching is that I am so proud of myself for how I've handled the end of this relationship. And I can confidently say that this was, I'd say the most healthy um, breakup on my end and how I have handled it, how I, you know, all of that stuff. I'm So I'm super proud of myself, but you know, uh, we dated for four months. We started dating or we started seeing each other in early January, um, very, very early January. As soon as I got back from my visiting my family in Texas over the holidays and uh, we became official um, in the middle of February. And so whenever I look back and I try not to like minimize my own feelings of, well, Natalie was just four months. It was just four months, you know? Four months is a long time. Especially in today's time where you're spending even more time, maybe intimately, like we're not going, we weren't going out and going bowling or going to bars. We were sitting and having conversations. And like, we had taken over the course of four months, several trips together. Like basically this person came into my life out of nowhere and I think the lesson I learned from this relationship was how I want to be treated, treated me very well. Um, I was, 
I can't say was because I don't think you ever turn the love off, but I'm still madly in love with them um, now because of, and I'll get to it, how things ended and things I learned afterwards, um, changes that, that sadness that I would normally feel in a breakup more to anger, um, and more to, um, knowing that I cannot, I can't control that this person, he broke up with me, that this person broke up with me, but what I can control is how I, how I react Mm -hmm. and how I, pick up the pieces and move on and grow from it. And so, um, yeah, we were together four months, amazing, beautiful relationship. I can't say enough good things about this person. Um, it took a lot of trust for me to post him on social media. Um, I didn't know that I would ever do that again. I had kind of told myself that I wasn't going to do that, that that my relationships like that maybe I would let people know that I was in one, but I wouldn't show them. Uh, because um, after my five-year one, whenever we broke up, women were in his inbox and were in his DMs and were all kinds of stuff, women that have followed me. And so first of all, listeners, don't do that. That's really creepy and really disrespectful. There are more people out there than um, people that you follow's um, ex-boyfriends. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, um, and I- Rosie said that. She was like, if Houston and I ever break up, that 100% people are going to be like trolling him. Oh, he literally, like when people, when I kind of officially, unofficially said that, yeah, this relationship has ended, he grew followers, like women going and like following him. And so like, I feel like that's so creepy. It's so gross. Mm -hmm. I know. It's it's so violating. Yeah. I was like. Did you like, did you ever like what I had to say? Or are you trying to get to my, my boyfriend? Like, this is weird. There's other Um, guys who like fat women in the world. I know it's so strange. And yeah, let's loop back to that in a moment. Um, because yeah, that's absolutely a theory I had. And I was like, "Mm, stop, knock that off. Um, so I was also too, like, I'm never going to post my, you know, who I'm dating's name. I'm not going to tag them. And turns out that he knew who I was before we ever like um, in our first conversation, like he knew who I was. And so he knew my relationship with social media and everything. And he was totally fine. He was like, you know, totally. If you don't want to tag me, all that kind of stuff. Cause I never wanted to come off as like, Oh, I'm embarrassed of you or something like that. I was like, those are just my boundaries now because that really bit me, you know, really hard. Um, but then about three months into it, we started talking about like more future things, um, being each other's dates to weddings later in the year. Um, we were planning a trip to Alaska in the fall, um, because we both love to travel. We had so many trips planned for like the rest of the year. Um, and he didn't even talk, started talking about like early next year. Like it was the future talking was all there. Why do they always do that? They talk about the future. I, I don't know if it's a mix of they're trying to convince themselves of what they feel or they're trying to um, convince us that everything's okay or that they feel a certain way um, so that we'll trust them or, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, he absolutely future uh, dangled me. Absolutely. And then you know, I kind of debated whenever I knew that people would ask questions about my relationship, um, how much I wanted to share because 
I never want to put somebody else's name or not even name, but their character out there um, and drag them. Even, you know, besides somebody like the ex that cheated on me multiple times. I mean, that's super bad behavior. But just because somebody didn't want to love me doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Yeah. Um, but just to, but I do want to give this part of how we broke up as to show like, it happens to all of us. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter how lovely of a person you think you are, how big your heart is, uh, people can still come, like come and stomp on it. Um, so we had spent the night together, wonderful night. We were going to have plans the next day, but went to go um, buy tickets to the zoo like we were going to and realized because of COVID things were still shut down and we're like, oh man, like, I guess that's not going to work out. And then he was really anxious and I was like, well, hey, I'm going to go in and go home. You like, because I know he liked to go do um, like physical activity to like get rid of the anxiety and stuff. He was an anxious person. And I was like, I'm going to go ahead and go home. And so we parted ways very sweetly, gave me a big old kiss, everything, uh, talked about like seeing me later. And then 10 minutes later, I get a text message when I'm driving home from his house that he can't do it and that he thought he was ready for a serious relationship and he sees me as somebody who is a serious relationship and he wasn't ready mm. yeah in a text though in yeah. a text message when i had just been at his house 10 minutes before that's literally why, that's why he was anxious right I, I think so i absolutely and so instead of having the um the guts to have that conversation that hard conversation with me in person took the cowardly way out mm -hmm. and that's something i've told him like i would tell obviously to his face um and that was about it's almost three weeks ago two days from now will be three weeks and he was the last one to send a message after me telling him like I'd never expected this of you. I never expected this kind of um, treatment. I thought that you thought you were different. And I, you know, I see now that you're not, you're not different. Um, and there are some other things. There are a little bit of like stuff between the lines that I'm, I'm not comfortable with sharing yeah, that. But basically yeah. I, I found out, I found out some really hurtful things um, the day after um, that, proved to me that it didn't seem like he wasn't ready for a relationship it's that he wasn't ready for a relationship with me mm -hmm. um and so that turned me from super sad to angry yeah and so that's where I've been I'd say the anger has been what's helping me get through this breakup more than the sadness I had a couple really really hard days where I ugly cried could not get out of bed I would literally only get out of bed to take my dogs out and then I would turn around and get right back into bed. Um, I was having nightmares when I did could fall asleep um, and I wasn't eating. I didn't drink water enough. I was just not a functioning human. And like I said, I'm very, very, very lucky. I have such fantastic friends and an amazing support system. I had friends call me and FaceTime me and be like, I'm staying on the phone with you until you, you get up and drink some water. 
and I'm staying on the phone with you till you eat something or you take your meds or things like that, like staying on the phone with you. And I think, like I said, kind of to circle back to what I said at the beginning, I think old Natalie would have been very vicious, um, would have said really hurtful, very ugly things just because I was hurting and because he had chosen to act the way that he did. I would see it as, well, he deserved that or, you know, whatever. And, or I would beg, I like, for lack of a better word, I would, I would beg for him to stay. I would beg like that. I will, I'll be what you need me to be. Like I'll, I'll fit around what you need me to be. And I didn't do that this time, even though I have extremely strong feelings for this person. And for the first time, um, I felt honored and love, like truly loved and like, like healthy loved. And I'm trying to choose to see that that relationship was a season in my life where I, where I needed to see the good parts and like what it should actually feel like when you're in a, in a, a, a healthy relationship with somebody who is on your same level of what you want out of life. And even just sounded like humor style and things like that. And like, I felt so physically adored, physically and emotionally adored, all this different stuff. And I had not felt that, I don't think ever in that way. And so I'm trying to see that relationship, um, even though it hurt really bad that it did show me some good things and that now I take that into hopefully future relationships and I know what I, yeah, what I want out of them. I think you're so like mature about it. It's like so hard to, when you're that close to it, to be like, um, it was good and I learned something. It's like, that's a year down the road. Right. Exactly. And you know, it's, I don't, I don't know if I didn't have as many like emotionally intelligent friends and, you know, my mom and everything. I think if I was left to my own devices, I probably would have texted him by now. I would have, you know, either done the, the 2am I miss you text. I would have done something by now, but I really have had so many good sounding boards to talk about my feelings with that. I didn't go and do that with him. Mm -hmm. And so I have therapy. I have learned experience I have learned things like attach like attachment things and I was just like I even though this one hurts really bad and I would love nothing more than to be with this person I have I have also learned that if it's not a fuck yes it's a fuck no and somebody who truly honored me and truly loved me wouldn't leave and that I can have I can have a healthy, fun, exciting, adventurous love and they won't leave. And and we shouldn't settle for. Absolutely not. You know what you're saying? Cause like, I've definitely been there like the, okay. But like I, and I think it's from a fear of like, I'm never going to meet someone else. Total fear, total scarcity mindset. Absolutely. And it's like, I'm just like, I have to hold on to this because if I don't hold on to this, then I'm not going to have anything. And I think we all do this like scared. That's why we hold on to stuff. And as I think as fat women, maybe even more so than. Oh, 100%. I think it 100%, you know, I can't, I've never been a thin woman dating, so I don't know, but I, I absolutely think being a fat woman and also to being in the current dating landscape as a fat woman and seeing 
the kinds of messages I get or how I get approached and feeling like it's it's if it's if it's negative in some way like even the positive ones even when they are hitting on you it feels so objectifying and it feels really icky and it doesn't feel like I'm being seen as like a person Mm -hmm. um because of all like stereotypes unfortunately so unfortunately disgustingly that are used against fat women about like how we're easy or that we are you know more willing to put up with their bullshit or something like that and you know and I think that this is making me it does it makes me confront my own fat phobia of like well why do I why am I afraid that there won't be any more oh is that because I unknowingly are in connecting being fat with being unworthy and so it really has I mean heartbreak has helped me confront things like fat phobia and has made me confront things like my feelings of self-worth and confidence and and you know I I don't remember who said it but one of my favorite quotes is um power is being told you are not loved and not being broken by it and that kind of that really really sticks with me of like I really do hold much more power in this than I think I do even if I didn't get the guy in the end yeah you know Mm -hmm. absolutely oh man (sighs) okay first can I just deal with some part (laughs) (laughs) can I say can I say one thing Natalie you are a really great storyteller because I'm very enthralled right now and I think I'm so boring no you're not you're not boring at all I feel like if you could see um if the audience could see our faces we're both like yeah we're just like yeah keep telling us more yeah keep- I get so worried that I get so long-winded and I feel very no. southern when I go to tell a story no you're good, good. And, and like you know uh, you do all your Q&As and everybody's like you have such a great voice you, you have, have such a like they, they love you everybody see, see, why do I need a man when I have people around me that are just yeah. so kind <laughs> so good to me for real though I, I was like <laughs> literally she, she needs to do a um audiobook was what I was thinking that whole time yeah I was and just thinking I was just about like two days ago wanted to start researching on how like if that's a possibility or like how to get into that yeah I can send you some contacts oh my gosh thank (laughs) you my my background's radio and I have friends who do a VO all the time oh my gosh that's so cool I would absolutely love to yeah so that's that's yeah you should definitely be doing that Mm -hmm. um but to your Q and A's yes Saturday lives that's how Uh I I think I found you like originally that's where I started becoming attached with you you drinking barefoot wine with oh um, it's not, so not, not just one bottle of barefoot by yourself usually two um <laughs> I, I you know what the walmart uh the walmart delivery app knew my wine order every time that's it's the barefoot um sweet red blend is my yes. um it is delicious if anybody is not usually a wine drinker it is tastes like juice unfortunately and it's very easy to go down so easy Amazing. that's that's how I found you like that's where like I started like really like I'm like she's so cool I I'll, I'll also tell you I really liked Saturday as a name for our podcast but I couldn't <laughs> steal that from you well thank you because uh that is still in um ba- baby development yeah I would trademark that somebody but speaking of Caitlin's gonna be here or Caitlin's in California right oh, now yeah and um she will be coming to stay with me and we're going to be doing some lives while she's at my house that's so we'll what? actually get to be drunk together <laughs> they talk about the dirtiest sex things that oh. um i love 
Absolutely. And you know what? I think also too, being a fat woman, we are either over-sexualized or under-sexualized. And it's just like, for years now, there's been these avenues to talk about dirty, raunchy, like sexy things. And for some reason, it just feels like fat women aren't included. And so it is so eye-opening when I even talk about things like pubic hair and I'll get a hundred messages from people like, oh my gosh, I've like never been able to talk about, like we're all grown ass women and we have never, never felt comfortable to talk about um, asking for what you want in the bedroom. Um, Like, I don't know, communicating, like do you have the right to communicate if you want somebody to go down on you or like thinking that you just like, you can't express yourself. Oh my gosh, it's, and I'm sure y'all have absolutely seen this too grown women older much older than us too that who like are like I've never gotten to talk about this before I've never felt mm-hmm. safe to talk about it and I'm like so um eat his ass so we're gonna talk about <laughs> eating ass and <laughs> I'm just like you know what if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it unapologetically and yes. now um I guess I'm known as the um ass eating girl so <laughs> and I'm okay with that yeah, yeah why not own it why not yes <laughs> Alex, did you eat his ass this weekend? No. Did you eat ass? No. Oh, you know what? Here's no the thing. Eating. It's I I don't trust them on their own to be prepared, if you know what I mean. hundred. Um, but yeah. it, it is very intimate to prepare together. And this is something for the audience. I think it's very sensual okay. to uh, prepare each other, like to have a shower together, be very very close, things like that, and use that as foreplay mm. to before the bedroom. And let me just say. Zero percent of the time, whenever I have done it, have men not lost their minds. They lose their minds because they've either never had that sensation before or don't realize that so many nerve endings are down there and it feels real good. So I, I fully am on the, the eat his ass army. <laughs> eat his ass. You need merch. That's it. I do. I'm mouth to south was something I came up. Oh, yes. Put the mouth yes. to the south. Um, and so, like I said, I don't trust them usually on their own to prepare. But um, once I have prepared the area, I am going to be down there a while. Yes. Okay. Can I just ask, like, if you're preparing the area, like, are you literally cleaning between his butt cheeks? I mean, it is touching. It's like, it, it's the same motions as... You're doing all of it. All, what I mean, it's two inches from where your hand yeah. already is going to be. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've never prepared. I've done it, but I've never prepared. It's, it's, it's so much fun. And even that could be a way. And I mean, this is all to say, please respect people's consent and their boundaries. If somebody really doesn't want you to eat their ass, don't make a big deal out of it. <laughs> but if somebody is curious enough or just been like, okay, they trust you enough to do this. Oh yeah. And starting in the shower too with hands is a good precursor to see if they even like the sensation. And then once you have spent some time and you're cleaning, then they can communicate with you if they like the way that that feels and then that's kind of a a good segue into uh, more intimate positions yes <laughs> yes well now I'm intrigued <laughs> delightful I mean if you like your own assay just imagine how I mean we all I'm have not, nerves I mean I've there. never had that I've that's oh never, you have it no I fully endorse 120 <laughs> percent yeah well yeah Natalie your merch oh, says south to mouth <laughs> Of course, of course, you're endorsing it. <laughs> it's so oh, lovely. I, I will endorse that for you as well. Okay, good to yeah. know. It's nice. 
Mm. It's, it's even I've noticed too, and there's been situations where there's been, let's say partners who are um, being a fat woman presents um, challenges sexually, whether it comes to positions, stamina, what we can do, what we can't do. Um, and also to having slept with fat partners, having two fat bodies and trying to maneuver those can be really hard. So I also see that as something that was born of trying to find other ways to be intimate if traditional intimacy may have been difficult or not, not, um, an option. So, so that, have that you, was also something. Have the men you, men and women, I guess, dated, are they all different types of like sizes? Or are you generally dating like one size, a preference? I would say preference? I have zero preference whatsoever. Um, but what has been a commonality in people I've dated is thin people. Mm, yeah. it, ha- it has been thin people. I've had two, two fat partners ever. Um, and everybody else has been thin, either thin or muscular. Like if they were thicker, it was muscular, muscular. Uh, and that also kind of bears into how I feel like fat men have been the cruelest to me in the dating world yeah. or whenever I've tried to approach them. Like, let's say if I was trying to flirt with them out in public or something like that, I have gotten curbed by so many more fat men than I ever have thin men. And so I think, I don't know if it has to do with that internalized fat phobia on their end or I misogyny, so. what it has to do. Yeah, but I get rejected by fat men far and away more than I ever get rejected by thin men or muscular men. We, okay, so we found a TikTok, Nikki, right? Like I sent that TikTok to you. Yeah. Did you Is see it, it Natalie? With the, do- with the fat man and he opens the door and it uh, says fat girls? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, that too. Oh, okay. This was a oh, different- no. Oh, the, the one you sent me about. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Which one? Okay. All right. So I think this goes in really well with this, but um, basically it was a woman being someone stitching so a girl comes on and she's like I don't know why this is the case but I feel like um really attractive men always love fat women um attractive to get with an attractive man yeah it's easier to get with an attractive man than it is to get with like um a seemingly like by society standards unattractive man um and someone stitched it and they were like yeah this makes a ton of sense because those men are looking for validation from their partner for society to see them as more desirable. So they want to have a partner that they think is going to make them better to society standards. And that, that men, doesn't it? And then a man who feels like he's secure in his standing in society doesn't care. That is, that is absolutely. I completely agree with that. My, that and that makes, yes, absolutely. And and when I think back to my partners, the I mean, I get it, but the fat partners were the ones with the poor self-image, the, you know, the um, internalized fat phobia, externalized because they pushed on to me, like mm-hmm. they were very weirded out that I didn't also hate my body, you know, things like that. Oh, that makes total sense. And also too, I think that even plays out in media because you'll always see like in like, let's say a sitcom, one of my favorite shows ever is King of Queens. I love it. Masterpiece. But it's a good example of like the funny fat guy who's like maybe not conventionally attractive has a smoking hot wife. And when have you ever seen a TV show or anything that has, let's say a, like a smoking hot dude with like a, a fat wife? Like for some reason, it's just, 
it is not in the realm of believability in Hollywood for whatever reason, but we can have this mediocre, like, you know. Oh, totally. And I, and I feel like that with like, this is us even it's, you know, like Chrissy Metz is, has to be with like a fat guy right. that she met at a diet. Like, you know, why is that a thing? I have feelings about that show. I don't watch that show. So. I don't either anymore, but <laughs> it yeah, I, it's it just like, panders to that. We don't need another show that, that panders to those, those condescending like ideals. Like, absolutely. It's just like, or Mike and Molly. It's, it's always like, if the woman is fat, she has to be with another fat. Right. So that, exactly. That somehow society is like even keeled then. Right. The fat like here, go, go get, go get with, with who you're allowed to get with over here. Like, yeah, like Noah's Ark. <laughs> and for whatever reason, people, and we notice this, I'm sure as you've noticed on TikTok or something, if you come across, cause my for you page is a lot of fat women. And I love that. I've created, yeah, created that being one of my, one of my lanes on TikTok and I love it. Um, but let's say I see like a, uh, a fat woman, especially a visibly fat woman and her partner pops on and he's a, a, an attractive, thinner male. The comments are nuts about people just not understanding, like, or even telling her how lucky she is to have him. Oh my God, girl, you're so lucky. And I got that all the time with, especially my most recent ex, mm-hmm. like yeah. people just like, wait, what he'd want to be with you. I'm like, have you met me? I'm fantastic. I know. <laughs> like, I always it, got the question of like, where did you, so how did you meet? How did you, where did you wow. find something that would like you? How did you catch him? Exactly. Oh, yeah. How'd you catch like, him? Um, I'm delightful and I'm funny. Like I'm, that's how I, cause I talk to people. I don't just assume that people would hate me. I don't know. It's so, <laughs> it's so strange. It's it, there's not some secret so, like secret society of men laying in wait like just go out and live your life and talk to people and make connections yeah. I mean I think we forget how we fall in love with people or how we become attracted you know it's I, I don't it's just we're continuing this narrative that fat women don't deserve partners that they are truly truly attracted to or like it's not to say that I can't be, I've had, like I said, it, my longest term partner was fat and I think he was super smoking hot, but you know, by society standards, people made more comments about like, well, how'd you land this guy? Where'd you find him? Like, what did you do? And I'm like, I didn't do anything different with this partner than I have with any other partner I've ever had. Yeah. And it's, we got to get out of the mindset, the scarcity mindset, like we were talking earlier, there are so many people in this world, like so many people. And this is, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir right now. I need to remember that there's not, that that person was awesome and thought I was smoking hot and somebody else will. Like I've gotten eight notifications since we've been sitting here. Like, and like, who knows? None of that's probably quality, but still (laughs) there's absolutely, there's absolutely other people out there. And there's not, there's not this small, this small little pool to choose from. And I think the more we keep thinking that, the more we're creating that for ourselves too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I definitely, and Nikki's been helping me with this. I I always say that like the one thing that came out of this podcast is like um, not settling because I definitely did the thing where, you know, I was like going on dates with guys I didn't even really like because I was like, well, that's all I can get. And I may as well just do it, you know, and maybe they'll be fine. Were they fine? No, they were never fine. Like, they were never you know, fine. Yeah, you were never excited about it. So of course it's not going to be good. Like, 
And I think one of the great things that I have tried, I read somewhere, I don't remember if it was on TikTok or if it was on Instagram, something like that, because of course that's what our lives are now. Okay. But um, what, as an approach to dating of like, trying to get yourself out of the mindset of, oh my God, I hope they like me. I hope they like me. And going in with the idea of, I hope I like them. Mm-hmm. I hope they are, they make me laugh. And I, and I like, to me, truly, I feel like gone are the times that I entertain men for any longer than they, than the qualities they bring. And I am not everybody's cup of tea and I don't want to be everybody's cup of tea. And I, and I think I fought for so long of like, just so happy that somebody wanted to go for a drink or have me over to their house or something and just being so glad that anybody would even deign to spend time with me to now like baby I got, my life is full my life is full and beautiful and I'm seeing if there's anybody who can compliment my life and I'm like I just go in with the mindset I hope I like you yeah you know <laughs> I hope that you know I hope that this is a good night for me as well and so I I I feel like I've done a lot of growth in the last, in the last year and a half, especially since my, my long breakup. Um, and I know we didn't get into too much of that, but that also helped me learn what kind of partner I, I don't want to be. I wasn't a peach in that. And it was ultimately, um, incompatibility at that point in life. And I learned a lot of kind of ugly things about myself and how I, how I handled conflict and how I handled stress and, you know, how, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so all that to say, I've just learned so much. And I, if, if 2020 taught me anything, it's what's important. Um, and what, like what parts of my life have given me back the energy and love that I put into it, my friendships, my career, my family, my dogs, you know, all of that has just given me so much love back that I just do not have the time or the heart or the energy to put love into, into people or things that aren't filling my cup too. I'm so willing to fill somebody's cup. I have so much love to give, but I do not have love to waste. And I just cannot, I, I just can't do that anymore. Wait, Natalie, put that on a shirt too. I got a lot of love to give, but I don't got any love to waste. Yeah. Put that <laughs> on a so- shirt and then south to mouth. <laughs> Ass, just with a little clap emojis. Yes. yes. Don't you also yeah. have a sweatshirt that says like, um, "You don't need to worry about my weight unless you're sitting on my face." My weight is none of your concern unless I'm sitting on your face. Yeah, from Identity yeah. of She is an amazing, amazing. Um, <laughs> like, does a lot of screen printing and stuff. So many sassy shirts and stuff. But that is my favorite, and it's so true. Like, unless you're unless you're feeding me or fucking me, my body has nothing to do with you. <laughs> so. Right. Hundred percent. Financing or fucking me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is kind of so full of wisdom. This is I feel like kind of a good segue, but um, I saw the um article about how you were like fat shamed once on a plane. Oh yeah. And was reading that whole thing, and that Mm -hmm. was just like blowing my mind a little bit. I I wrote Mm -hmm. a whole article on my blog about how like people don't realize. Like when you travel, like how much anxiety you might have when you travel and not just about a plane, but like, there's so many aspects of it. But I think Absolutely. people don't get it. People don't get it. And people take, take for granted of like literally the world being built 
for to accommodate and to favor smaller body sizes and how you know fat people already can tend to and I don't want to I don't want to stereotype for all fat people but let's say myself I for so many years thought that like travel wasn't like that's just not for me I'm not able to do that I'm not welcome at beaches I I'm so embarrassed to go be seen or whatever and so once I got past that and then also realizing that the like plain seats are not made for bodies like mine um but yeah um this July will be actually the end of June, technically will be four years since that happened. And I still get hate mail. I still get death threats. I still get all kinds of things because for whatever reason, even all these years later, it'll still pop up like the inside edition, um, segment will pop, will be like recommended on YouTube and things like that. So I get, I get all kinds of stuff about it, but yeah, I think that was one of the first times, um, if any of the audience doesn't know, basically I was on a plane uh, from Dallas to Los Angeles for a modeling gig. And the man beside me was texting to his friend, this this older man, like could be my dad, with his big old old man text on his phone um, to like not even a foot from my face because you know how close we're sitting um, on a plane. And he was fat shaming me openly, saying all kinds of disgusting things, things that weren't true. I was not, I was in my own seat like completely in my own seat. I was sitting in an exit row. So it was like the, the full size. So I'm not even like going underneath an armrest. I was not in his way. And he was telling his friend, I was so fat that I was pressing against him and his, he was leaving a neck print on the window. And if the plane didn't get off the ground, um, that's why, because I came on and she was like, I hope she didn't eat any Mexican food before this. And he goes, it looks like she ate a Mexican, like all this different stuff, like this old man, probably in his sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sat there and that was even before we even took off that I saw all of that. And then whenever we landed, like I had the whole time to think about it on the, on the plane. And I was like, what am I going to do? Am I just going to let this go? And I was like, you know what? No, like I'm going to practice what I preach. And I've been doing you know, I'd been on the internet for years telling other women or other people to, um, to take up space and to stand up for yourself and to like, not let people treat you like shit. And that was a moment I decided I was going to go ahead and do it. And I recorded it and it went viral on the internet. Mega viral was wild. The wildest, like two weeks of my life. And like I said, almost four years ago, and I still get shit for it. Um, and I'm still so proud of myself. I'm so happy that I did it. I yeah. feel like it, it definitely showed other people that they don't have to take shit from people. Yeah. Um, and I think the more and more fat people, uh, fight back, maybe people <laughs> stop trying to give a shit all the time, yeah. you know, and not just look down and take it. But yeah, that was, it was, an, it was nuts. It was a nuts, like incident to happen. And, um, it's still that, like you everybody. said well yeah I mean I get that I think that like that is like the probably one of the biggest fears of people when they do travel for that something like that to happen because you know how like we we always say that like there's a look when you show up to like a tinder date and or whatever and they look at you and they're like fuck didn't know what I was getting into it's the same the thing wide eyed. yeah the wide-eyed you can hear the huffs like that's what even made me even give a shit about this guy next to me is he was like and he was like he was like huffing and puffing and like pull on his belt and he was like he was just being really erratic and I was like what is this guy's deal and that's where I mean we're on a plane his phone with his big text is probably honestly probably not even a foot away from my face 
and come to find out he was intoxicated um sitting in an exit row but yet gave me shit and told me that I was not fit to be able to take care of people in an emergency um but yeah just talking kicking along with his friend about this fat lady next to him on a plane that's so that's so big it's pressing him against it whenever he had his elbow in my side the whole the whole trip and I was just like no this is this is a teaching moment not only for me that I deserve to take up space but also fuck you to this guy yeah, and he should know for you. you you know I Thank actually you. get I get mad when I get on a plane and I'm like I'm in a middle seat and I have to share it with two men like I don't even care what Ugh. you look like because they always take the uh like both of the, the what is what is that I was in the yes you're right I was in the middle seat and Ooh. they both had their elbows in my side I'm like what, what am I gonna sit like this with my hands above my head yeah. like how am I supposed to sit I oh feel like gosh. it's treating a woman it's not even about your fat body too it's like you being a woman and being like taking up space in general like if you exactly. are not, it's such a bother to them yeah oh. they're like oh I should be the one to be able to take up all this space like you get on like the L or the metro or whatever it's like men are always yeah. like have their legs spread so fucking far it's like I'm, I'm like why are you doing the split sir you're yeah. sitting down <laughs> what do you think's gonna happen like you're not gonna switch them okay it's okay like you're gonna be fine I promise <laughs> but I think it's a hundred it's a hundred percent the that they're mad that we're taking up space at all and I think a lot of it has to be with being a woman too a woman okay so a woman and then a fat woman and if you happen to be the kind of fat woman that um, I ended up being in life where I'm my presence is just loud even if I'm not speaking I feel like my presence is loud and big right and that bothers men so much that pardon that bothers the wrong kind of men too much whether that be like you said just an everyday existence or especially when it comes to dating like I've been told my whole life in some form or another that I'm too much that I'm too much I'm too or you are so much and blah 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 and then you know kind of sadly to circle that back to this last ex for it to kind of get that confirmation of well this was too much and so it really and it makes you confront about like wanting to be apologetic for your essence you know like there are just some, some women that are, that are delicate and they are, they are quiet and more, and more tender. And I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm loud even when I'm not speaking and, you know, and I, I've tried in all my 34 years to embrace that. And I just, it's, it's something I'm proud of now more than ashamed of. And, oh yeah, it makes, it is definitely, um, catches people off guard. Um, and I, I agree some people recoil at it too. Yeah. I said like, um, that is one of my, I definitely like have this fear of being like too much. I was definitely told by like two exes that I was not too much, but like a lot or that I had a lot of like baggage, um, Mm -hmm. like a lot of trauma in my life and they didn't want to have to like deal with that. And maybe they didn't say it outrightly like that, but it's like, you can read between the lines. right? Right. So, um, yeah, having those conversations is really difficult now where it's like, I don't want to unload all of this and then you feel like I'm too much. Exactly. But then, then I feel like we find ourselves um, almost like re-traumatizing ourselves or, or leaving wounds open and mm-hmm. attempting to 
to fit the pieces that we feel like this partner or potential partner wants or needs and we aren't serving ourselves at all we're not we're not planting our own garden we're ripping out our own roots to grow somebody else's garden and you know I don't I think that there is probably something like sociological or or psychological with being a fat woman and having to feel or I feel like you know I've been a a mother hen to so many people in my life and I even feel like I do that in relationships I I try to be the you know, I try to be what they need me to be and always being the agreeable one and always being, um, trying to be happy and fun because nobody wants to be around the sad fat girl kind of thing. And so I have definitely had to learn that you're never, ever, ever too much for asking for what you need. It just yeah. you may not be asking the right person. Right. hundred percent. Another Natalieism. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I need a whole list of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on with us. I really yeah, appreciate letting me, it. Letting me, yeah, I've enjoyed yeah. it so much. Yes. My favorite thing that we've learned, well, there's, we've learned a lot, but my favorite thing is I hope I like him. I hope I, I hope I like him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that there is, there is no shortage of, uh, the only thing better than Dick is new Dick. I'm trying to, uh, yeah, trying to teach myself that. <laughs> Um, put that on a pillow too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all so, so much. I've enjoyed this so much. Y'all have no idea. If you guys aren't following Natalie, make sure you do. It's Natalie means nice on Instagram, TikTok. Like she's the best. She posts me anywhere. She posts the best, um, outfit reels right now. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Um, so yeah, you need to follow her. And then she does all these fun Q and A's and then the Saturday live is coming soon absolutely so Thank we always so much. end our episodes with saying bye together do you want to join us i would love to okay we'll see you guys next week make sure you follow us on instagram tiktok and all the things that swipe fat we'll see you soon bye, bye. bye. <laughs>